Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Stubb, we're going to get into the commanders for a second here, but uh, I don't understand why Jada Pinkett Smith keeps coming out and talking in interviews. Everything she says drives me crazy, right? So we were talking earlier before the show about how she openly said that her and Will Smith have been separated since 2016. 2016. Not divorced. Right. Separated physically. Yes. And he, and he had the nerve to go on, on stage and, and slap Chris Rock for making a, a funny joke about Jada Smith, com, uh, p- comparing her to G.I. Joe, right? G.I. Jane. G.I. Jane, yeah. Who perhaps he only sees at award shows. Like, that is their relationship, is right. they get dressed up and go to award shows, and he was willing to hit a man for yeah. that. And so ever since then, I've been completely out on Will Smith. I don't watch any of his old movies anymore. I'm not going to watch any of his new stuff. And I am such a big Chris Rock fan. Uh, that I've been watching all of his stuff and trying to support him. And I also feel like it's led to a bunch of people thinking that they can rush stage now. Not just at stand-up comedy shows, but at concerts. People are throwing not just bras on stage, they're throwing cell phones. They're they're hurting the talent. Yeah, I've seen it so often. So often. Well, here's the latest thing that Jada Pinkett Smith said that is, oh, it's just arcing me. I had to bring it up on air. <laughs> she told a reporter that Chris Rock deserved to be slapped because, according to Jada Pickett-Smith, he asked her out on a date when she was still married to Will Smith. But she's what? been separated from him forever! Yeah, so, like, when did he do that? Like, right. what? He deserves to be slapped? Why is she still in the news? I mean, are you kidding me? Can we cancel her already? So, is Will Smith not allowed to date? Like, are they, like... It makes no sense. What is this relationship? Uh, I mean, and she 100% slept with her son's best friend. Like, there's so many things that that. are wrong about that. Oh, there's so many things. She's 52 years old, and she was 100% having an affair with, like, a 25-year-old kid Uh. who was best friends with her son. I mean, just think about their kids have to go through this. Yeah. I I feel so bad for them. It'd be so much better if if they just divorced. Yeah, I know. I know. Believe me. I've never been a fan of Jenna Pinkett Smith, and... I hate hearing her come out now in interviews. I mean, it's it's trending all over Daily Mail and, and CTV News and all these other things. Jada Pink says her and Will Smith are separated. Jada Pink Smith says Chris Rock deserved to be slapped. Just shut up already. I mean, come on. It's it's trending right now. The Today Show talked about it. People Magazine, CNN, and AWOD Radio now. <laughs> what are we doing? Why are we talking about Jada Pinkett? We got a game to focus on. Commanders against the Falcons. Let's get to it right now here on the Commander's Corner. So look, all week I've been down about the Commanders after that loss to the Chicago Bears. I'm trying to move on. I'm trying to move on. It's just been struggle. It's a struggle for me. One, because I just guaranteed that as a victory. Stupid mistake for me. Number two, I had people over for a watch party. I was embarrassed because I threw a temper tantrum in front of them when I was down by 27 to 3 at halftime. You know, I bleed burgundy and gold. I care about this team so much. I'm so emotionally invested that it ruins my week. And last week, we took two L's in the span of five days Sunday to the Eagles, then Thursday to the Chicago Bears. But here on a Wednesday, I'm trying to move on. So let's take a listen to our quarterback one, Sam Howell, on moving on from the loss to the Chicago Bears. Yeah, we're excited to be back. Um, I've had a few days off, and 
you know, we're kind of we're past the Chicago game, and obviously it wasn't the performance we wanted to have, but you know, we're moving on. Um, we still have 12 games to play, and we feel really good about our chances moving forward. And in this building, we know what we're capable as, capable of as a team, um, and what's behind it. What, what's what's behind us is behind us, um, and and we're looking straight ahead, and we're looking forward to this game Sunday against Atlanta, um, against a good opponent, a really good defense. Um, and so we got to have a good week of preparation, and we're excited. That's got to make you feel good, right? Uh, and, and honestly, I, I do feel much better about this game when I take a step back and realize, hey, Washington didn't play on Sunday, right? They lost on Thursday, which meant Friday, Saturday, and Sunday they could rest and relax. Now they've had a full week of practice before a, a short trip to Atlanta to face off against the Falcons. Well, Ron Rivera revealed to reporters this week that Sam Howell, his performances have been above expectations gotta love that quote from your head coach and look we know that Sam Howell is leading the league in sacks with 29 sacks all right understandably that has dampened the offense it's made drives harder for Washington because they're playing behind the sta- uh, behind the sticks more often than not but he's also remained poised all right he's been able to run He's really thrown some really good passes, and the amount of interceptable balls he throws has gone down from week to week to week. Ron Rivera said, quote, I think Sam Howell, he's a little bit ahead of where we anticipated, only because he is having to throw the ball, throw a lot of balls. That's unfortunate to a degree, but you know, we like what he's done. Rivera went on to say, you see who he is. You see his grit. You see his toughness. You see his decision-making. Those are all good, Rivera said. Those are the things that hopefully we get this thing going in the right direction that'll benefit as we continue this season. It's a long, long year. And it does feel like the commander's defense will figure it out. I'm going to take a page out of Michael Phillips' playbook here. And he always says, Ron Rivera's teams don't bottom out. They don't get worse and worse and worse. They don't end up 5-12 and 12 and your coach gets fired. They usually find a way to get close to 500. Year 1, 7, and 9. Year 2, 7, and 10. Uh, what is it? Year 3, 8, 8, and 1. They always end up around that 500 mark. And so I'm not giving up on this team, and I think the defense will figure it out. Now it just comes down to the offense. Can they start protecting Sam Howell a little better? Let's hear from quarterback one Sam Howell on the expectations for the offense this weekend. I, mean, I feel like we've we've moved well on everybody. It's just a matter of you know not shooting ourselves in the foot and not not having sacks, not having penalties, just things that slow us down. Um, so yeah, we definitely we're definitely capable, you know, of, of putting a lot of points up every single week. Um, it's just a matter of us go, doing the right things and focusing on the details each and every week. That's such a great point there by Sam because the one thing I've noticed about this offense is they have been able to move the ball against every opposition. You know, they moved it against the Bears. They moved it very well against the Eagles. People sleep on how much they moved it against the Bills. Uh, they could they had two red zone drives in the first quarter there, just couldn't put any points on the board. Uh, they moved it against the Broncos, even in a struggling game in the first quarter where they were down by 18. The offense was still moving the ball into the opposing team's territory. So offensively, they've been above average. Defense has been the problem. That's why I believe Jack Del Rio is on the hot seat. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. 833-804. 0910. That's 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. 
Welcome back to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. It is Wednesday at 2.15, which means it's time to bring in the czar, Gary Hess. Woohoo! How you doing, man? What's up, czar? It's mid-October, man. It's <laughs> Football's, you know, it's like we talk high school, NFL off the air, we college football. It's all ramping up, you know. It's great. I saw a stat where a couple of days ago, I think it was Friday night, began a run 49 straight 49 days of football. straight days of football um and i was just like i got goosebumps i got all warm and fuzzy just hearing that yeah this is i mean i've always been a big fan of october because i love halloween i uh, like dressing up and as something crazy like that for some reason i've always loved that uh love to go out and see people dressing up but you get nfl college football playoff baseball college basketball is about to start the nba is about to start you have it's oh, an overload wait, wait, wait. for sports. NHL started last night. Too. NHL as well. High school football. I last mean, night the Golden Knights put their banner in the rafters. Yeah, I, how cool is that when they lifted the sword? Oh my out? gosh, it's so cool. They might have the coolest like logo and theme in all of sports. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Somebody knows how to put on a show in Vegas. Yeah. Color me shocked. Yeah. No, it really is a show. It, it really it's like you could pay to go see. When that, we you know? were in Linda and I were in Vegas um in January. The Caps played in Vegas. Yeah. And it didn't work out for us to go, but um, I would have loved to have gone um, to, to to see just because it's it's a great show. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm trying to get to the Super Bowl this year because it's in Vegas. There you go. Yep. Well, we got a lot of high school football to get to, so let's get in the car and drive. How are the roads looking? Time for a drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess, sports director and the voice of high school football in Richmond, Virginia. I understand there's traffic. You need to plan for that. Let's drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess on AWOD Radio. All right, Gary, so each week we go through the CBS 6 910 The Fan High School Football Coaches Poll. Any changes for this week? Uh, it's the same 10 teams, but there's been a little shuffling. Trinity Episcopal lost to a, a pretty good team out of Maryland. And so they dropped from number five to number 10. But, uh, uh, and Dinwiddie moved up from six to five. Uh, Benedictine from seven to six. So you see how that goes. And Hermitage hopped over Hopewell. So, uh, and I'm not sure why, but uh, so Holland <laughs> Springs, Thomasdale, Manchester, Verona, Dinwiddie, one through five. Benedictine at six. Then Elsie Bird, Hermitage, Hopewell, and Trinity Episcopal, Glen Allen, and Matoica just on the outside looking in. How was your conversation last week with Ethan Mentor? It, it was great. Uh, you know, it was great to talk to him. He is very excited. He's enrolling in January at UVA, vows to be on the field for spring practice. You know, he's bumming that obviously he's not going to get to finish his senior season. But the, the the new quarterback, Ethan Medley, apparently they've known each other since they were like in kindergarten. <laughs> and so he is going to kind of be on the sidelines and kind of be a second set of eyes for Ethan Medley and, uh, you know, almost like a de facto assistant quarterbacks coach. And so he's going to see this through, graduate with honors, and then head on to Charlottesville and, and get healthy and ready for spring football practice with the Hoos. What were some of the best games of last weekend in high school football? You know, I got to tell you, there were a couple of, Things that I really need to tell you about. First of all, Cosby and Powhatan played out in far western Chesterfield. Powhatan scored 30 points in the fourth quarter to beat 
Cosby 33 to 32. No freaking way. Unbelievable. Now, Cosby scored some too. It went back and <laughs> forth, but I think it was like 17 3 going into the fourth quarter. And it was like, they, now, they, Powhatan scored on the first play of the fourth quarter to make it 17 10, but then it was on from there. And uh, uh, Matt Henderson, ride receiver, 13 catches. 157 yards, three touchdowns, and the game-winning two-point conversion catch with 29 seconds to go. That's incredible. Yeah, great game. Uh, and we were we were done and off the air. We had a quick game last week. We were done and off the air, and we're like we're like uh, we went to our post-game destination before we recorded post-game extra because we were waiting for the. We kept seeing the tweets pop up mm-hmm. about so and so scored again, so and so scored again. So we were we were watching that closely. Also want to give a shout out to Matoica in a loss, and believe it or not, but Matoica hosted Thomas Dale Saturday morning and threw a scare into the Knights. 24-21 was the final. Dale had to kick a field goal to win it. So Matoica's four and two. They've lost to two outstanding teams. They're definitely going to be uh, a tough out as time goes by. And uh, see, who else do I want to? Uh, there were a couple of uh, Huguenot suffered its first loss. Manchester beats Huguenot 42-20. Verina was down 13-7 at the half, but rallied to beat Glen Allen 21-13. So, How about TJ improving to 5-0? and You know, TJ was down 14-3 to to Mills Godwin out in short pump, scored 21 unanswered in the fourth quarter, won 24-14, and is off is, is off to a 5-0 and start for first-year head coach Eric Harris. So That's a great uh, story. That's a great story. They're moving up from Division two to Division three this year which means they'll face some tougher competition in the playoffs. But right now in the VHSL playoff rankings in in Class 3 Region B, they are the number one seed right now. So that is uh, looking pretty good for TJ, who uh, has some uh, some big games still on the schedule, but 5-0 uh, and o speaks for itself right now at the halfway point of the season for them. We're driving down Richmond Highway with the czar, Gary Hess, the sports director here at WRNL and the voice of high school football in Richmond, Virginia, for the past 30 years. And what is the high school football game of the week for you this Friday? You know, it's very unusual for us to have a team on two weeks in a row, but uh, Hermitage took care of Freeman last week and plays at Glen Allen and Glen Allen's putting together a, a really good season. They took care of Freeman the week before and pushed Verina to the limit. So we'll be out in Glen Allen, Hermitage at Glen Allen on Friday night, 6.30 on Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Looking what forward to it. What are the other key games here locally this okay, weekend? Okay, so hold on. Let me find my score sheet because I'm an old man. I can't do this off the top of my head <laughs> Yeah, anymore. let me paint a picture for the audience. Gary has about 25 <laughs> sheets of paper in front of him. He puts his glasses on, then he takes them off, then he puts them back on. <laughs> well, I take them off while I'm just sitting here talking to you. I got big print. My score sheet's big print, so I can... Uh, uh, Highland Springs is welcoming a team from Maryland called Potomac. Uh, they're four and two. I don't know a lot about them, but another out of state test for the Springers. Also, want to mention that Matoica, who we just talked about, four and two, going to uh, Hopewell to place the five and one Blue Devils. That's an interesting game. Uh, also, Midlothian at Powhatan. Powhatan coming off that huge come from behind win, facing a five and one Midlothian team. And there was one other game I wanted to spotlight. Um, and now I can't remember. Oh, oh, uh, and Huguenot at four and one facing five and one LC Bird. So Bird and Huguenot in a Dominion District battle. Uh, and two of the the local private schools are playing this week: Benedictine and Collegiate Friday afternoon. So those are some of the big games to watch as we uh, as we head in here to uh, week seven out of eleven in the high school football regular season. If you can believe that. 
Driving down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess. He's an expert here on local sports, and I love to always ask you, who do you want to give a shout-out to this week? Spotlight any coaches or players here locally. You know, I mentioned Matt Henderson already, and uh, I gave you his stats. That was worth mentioning. A uh, couple other guys I wanted to mention. i got to find them here on my sheet. Brooks Hollins, the quarterback at Atlee. Uh, you want some numbers? They played Patrick Henry, who's not, you know, uh, you know, a uh, – uh, a doormat team. That's that's a competitive game. And Atley wins that game 48-27. Brooks Holland's their quarterback. 21 for 25. 296 yards and four touchdowns. So 21 completions for 296 yards. He's not throwing screen passes all day. So that he had a huge game. And uh, King Williams had a tough year. Uh, they're a team. They've won two state titles um, in this uh, century. They won one just a couple of years ago. Uh, they welcomed Colonial Heights out to Central Garage in King William County last week, 114-6. James Stewart, 31 carries, 211 yards, and two touchdowns. So, wow. A couple of guys that uh, are really making it happen. There's there's a ton of them. Uh, 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 the Omahundro kid, Henry Omahundro, is a star defensive end for uh, uh, St. Christopher's, who's going to UVA next year, had um, three touchdown runs as like a fullback and a fumble recovery. So he scored four touchdowns against Fork Union. Uh, on Saturday. So uh, that had to make Tony Elliott pretty happy. Gary, I've got a trivia question for you. Don't usually have trivia, but I've got one for you here today. I'm sure not to know it. All right. Well, I think you will. Which Richmonder, all right, local kid, had his first career interception on Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals? I will say Keytrail Clark. Kayvon Wallace. Kayvon Wallace. Yeah. Okay. Well, I had picked a, off Joe Burrow. I had a one of two chance because <laughs> uh, they're both they're both starting in the secondary for the Cardinals. Yeah. Well, Clark came in and, and played the rest of that game as the starter because of an injury. Right. Well, he started the first few games, so it's a, it's kind of they got like six guys to make five, and they've kind of been a revolving door back there. But Kayvon Wallace played at Holland Springs, played at Clemson, played for the Eagles, and now is with the Cardinals. Keytrail Clark played at Manchester, was a star at Louisville in his in his, his rookie season with the. Uh, with the Cardinals. And Greg Dortch, former Highland Springs receivers, with the Cardinals, too. Three RVA guys on that Cardinals roster. I know. Wish the Cardinals were a better team. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they do, too. Yeah. <laughs> they could use, you know, Harry Dalton, that quarterback. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they certainly could. we got to find out where Harry's going to college first. <laughs> yeah. Kayvon Wallace, though, when he was at Highland Springs, we talked about this last week, was he one of those guys that played both sides of the ball? Yeah, he was. Um he played both sides. Uh, Dorch played mostly often. So Dorch and Wallace graduated the same year. Mm-hmm. So when Highland Springs won four in a row, 2015 was the first of those four, and that was Dorch and Wallace's senior year. And uh, Dorch played offense, returned kicks, and maybe you saw him some on defense, a little bit here and there, you know, like uh, Coach Billy Mills talks about Harry Dalton now, in, in case of emergency, break glass, put, yeah. put Greg Dorch in on defense. Kayvon played both ways was a star receiver. I still remember in the state championship game in 2015, his last high school game, he caught a touchdown pass down the far sideline at UVA, and the defender's right on him. He catches it, he turns, and the defender's coming up on him, and without breaking stride, takes his hand and stiff arms him with emphasis to the ground like a rag doll Love and just, keep, just keeps going for a touchdown. And that was unbelievable. You know what's amazing is, so Dorch and Wallace playing for the Cardinals, seniors on that high school team, Junior on that team was Makai Becton, who's a starting tackle for the New York Jets. Yeah. 
That's awesome. So that kind of might explain to you why they won the state championship. That's the local <laughs> expert here, Gary Hess. Uh, so remind my audience, so what do you got going on Thursday, and what's the game of the week on Friday? Thursday, the high school walkthrough, 6 o'clock with uh, Coach Chris and Steve Adams. We'll have a couple of coaches as our guests, and we'll talk everything about the high school football landscape. And then Friday night, the game of the week, uh, will be Hermitage at Glen Allen. That's at 6.30 uh, until we get done. Both of those are on Sports Radio 19 The Fan, 105.1 FM, the Odyssey app, and thefanrichmond.com. We love it. Thanks so much, Gary. Have a great one. See yep, you. Talk to you next week. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Let's drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess on AWOD Radio. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. So we are through five weeks of the NFL season. Week six begins tomorrow night, Thursday night football with the Kansas City Chiefs, but through five weeks of the season, the NFL passing leaders are as follows. Justin Fields has 1,143 yards. Jalen Hurts has thrown for a bit more than him, 1,262. Jared Goff ahead of them with the Lions. Then Brock Purdy as we make our way up to through the top five. Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs at 1,287. Sam Howell is actually quarterback number six. In the NFL passing yards leader um, right now with 1,349. Uh, ahead of him, Josh Allen, Matthew Stafford, C.J. Stroud, Kirk Cousins, and Tua Tagliavoa is the passing leader, 1,614 yards. And we played some clips from Sam Howe earlier uh, in the show today. Look, he feels good about the offense. I feel good about the offense. They've had a full uh, 10 days to rest before they face off against the Atlanta Falcons, who are not a good football team. And look, before the season, we went through the schedule. Most Commanders fans put a W next to this game in the win column. Absolutely. We thought it was going to be the Heineke revenge game. Turns out Desmond Ritter can play a little ball. He'll be the starting quarterback for the Falcons this season. And look, Stubb, how mad was I on Friday? I mean, it was the first time you've worked with me on a misery uh, day because misery Monday before, uh, I was sick, right? So I missed that misery Monday. Uh, and then we lose on Thursday night, and I was so upset on Friday. I mean, my goodness, so I was, upset. I was worried. Yeah. You were a different guy. I was a different guy. All right? It was upset AWOD. All right? Um, but the thing is, is now we've had a few days, right? Monday, I was still upset with this team. I told you guys, look, I think the Falcons are going to win this game. I think the Giants are going to win the week after that. I think the Eagles are going to win after that. We might be looking at the start of a six-game losing streak. But, of course, here on a Wednesday, starting to turn the page to this week and focus in on the Falcons and talk myself into believing that this team can win. And in the words of Danny Ruye on Grant and Danny, right here on 910 The Fan from 3 to 6.30, I kind of agree with what he says about why this commander's team will turn it around. He said, quote, We entered the portion of the season where everyone thinks Washington stinks, etc. It's almost like he's calling me out there, Stubb, because I felt like this team stunk after looking at that Chicago game where it felt like I was watching poop on my TV on Thursday Night Football. The Thursday Night Disaster. 
All right. And I, I told you guys, I went on that rant that I thought Ron Rivera needed to be fired because he still has the stench of the Dan Snyder era. And I think most people would agree. Thursday night felt like the Dan Snyder era. Primetime game. We get our butt whooped. And we thought things would change under Josh Harris. But here's what Danny says. We've entered the portion of the season where everyone thinks Washington stinks. Each of the last three years, though, Ron Rivera's teams have rallied and played much better for big stretches to get back in the hunt. And that's all we want, right? We want this team to be in the hunt in November, in the hunt in December, and to maybe be playing some meaningful football at the beginning of January. So Danny says, look at the past few years, one and four. Then you've gone five and two to get back in the hunt, two and three. And then you went four and three to get back to 500. And then last year, one and four, they turn it around, go six and one. And this was a team that was seven and five with just five games to play. You know what happened? They only won one of those. They tied the Giants, lost to the G-Men, lost to the Niners the, the, um, and the Cleveland Browns. But he's right. The statistics do show. The trend is that Ron Rivera's team turns it around at this point in the season. And I will say, this is a winnable game. In Atlanta. Atlanta's picked a win, obviously, uh, because they're coming off of a win and the Commanders are coming off of a terrible loss. But let's just take a step back here and look at the trend that Danny's talking about, all right? This team is 2-3. and three. Could they beat the Falcons? Absolutely. You could be talking about a 500 team next week, 3-3 three and three football team. And then you're at the New York Giants. Giants look like the worst team in the NFC East by far. Maybe one of the worst teams in the entire NFC. That's a very winnable game. Even on the road in New York, we had that game won last year. Didn't go for the win. Eric Bieniemy's different than Scott Turner. He will go for the win, and I think they'll get it done. And then you know what? Against the Eagles. The Eagles were undefeated when we faced them last year. Didn't matter. We still won that game. Then you're at the New England Patriots. Most years you'd say, oh, man, New England and Foxborough, you're not beating them. But this is not Tom Brady's New England Patriots. And Bill Belichick... Looks like he's got one foot out the door right now, quitting on his team with 12 minutes to play last week. That's a winnable game, right? Then you're at Seattle, and Seattle's a good game, a good team, and they're great at home, but they got Geno Smith as their quarterback. Uh, they do not have you know the playmakers on defense that they've had in previous years. The Legion of Boom has gone and moved on and retired. I absolutely think that you can win that game in Seattle. Then you're paying the, facing the Giants again at home. All right, I think that if this team's going to turn it around here, they win four of the next six games. We've seen it happen before with Ron Rivera. I'm trying to talk myself, Stubb, into believing that Ron Rivera's teams will never bottom out. It's just something in his DNA. He does not bottom out. He fights. Jack Del Rio will make adjustments. They'll probably start blitzing a little bit. Our offense has improved from last season. Sam Howell's getting better week by week by week. There's a chance this team wins four out of the next six. And then we're talking about a team with six wins and only five losses. That's what we want, right? We want this team to get to Thanksgiving, to get to that Thanksgiving game against the Dallas Cowboys with a winning record, with a winning record. Because after Thanksgiving... It is very difficult. Dolphins, Rams, Jets, Niners, Cowboys. I mean, Niners, unless unless they've got everything wrapped up and they're not playing anybody, we're going to lose that game. Um, at Dallas on Thanksgiving, 
I think you maybe win that game, but then we probably lose to Dallas at home. I don't think we sweep the Cowboys this year. Um, you know, they've got problems, but they've got enough playmakers to get past our defense. Dolphins, that's a guaranteed loss. So if they're going to not bottom out, the time is right now to get things right. The time is right now to get things right. Ron Rivera spoke with reporters earlier today and gave a bit of an injury update ahead of the game against the Falcons. Let's roll the clip. Just give a couple quick uh, updates real quick on some injuries from Thursday night. Derek Forreston had a, a shoulder, and Jeremy Reeves had a knee, and we'll be moving both those guys to IR. Pending further examinations, we'll be able to determine the length. What Can you be a little bit more specific on the shoulder? What kind of shoulder? What kind of knee injury? Shoulder injury and a knee injury. Once we get a little bit more from... The doctors. Will oh my gosh. I, I'm so tired of hearing Ron Rivera talk. Just enough of these clips. He's driving me crazy uh, because he, he either says too much to the media or he says too little. We, we found out uh, that it was a fractured shoulder um, for Derek Forrest, he, not just a shoulder and a knee. I mean, are you kidding me, Ron? Could you should be a little uh, less motivated? I mean, my goodness, most uninspiring coach of all time. Uh, but he's starting to get angry, all right? And hopefully he'll have some fire lit under his butt on the sidelines against Atlanta after Magic Johnson's tweet that it, w- that it wasn't good enough, after reports came out that Josh Harris is upset that the loss to the Bears may lead to a drop in ticket sales. I think Ron Rivera is starting to get aggravated. Here's a back and forth with um, – Washington Post reporter Sam Ford here from earlier this week. Take a listen to Ron. And one of the things I think you were, said you were going to look at was the defensive play calling. What did you make of that when you went back? I didn't and, say that. I was going to say look at the things that we do. I didn't say anything about the choices of, of what Jack calls. Okay. I said, I said we're going to look at what we do. Okay. Okay. That's why I told you guys earlier this week, I don't think Ron has the balls to fire Jack Del Rio. That's his, that's his BFF. That's his buddy right there. They're going to be together uh, until this thing's done here in Washington. And so, uh, look, I don't really want Josh Harris to make a move because it's the middle of the season. What's it really going to do? Firing Ron Rivera. It's just going to lead to a whole national story here in Washington once again. And I don't know if Eric Bieniemy wants to be the head coach because he doesn't want to rack up the losses on his clean record right now because he has not been a head coach in the NFL. He's doing his thing offensively. They need the defense to step up. And so, look, Jack Del Rio, it's under you. It's on you right now. You've got to get this defense to play much better. Uh, but, yeah, Ron, Ron, not questioning Jack Del Rio's play calls, more questioning the player's ability. And that's why if you go back on the Odyssey app and rewind, the Junkies had a really good conversation and took some calls from listeners about whether or not the defensive schemes are the issue. Or it's the players making the mistakes. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Richmond's home. For VCU basketball and the black and gold scrimmage is this Saturday at the Siegel Center. First chance for the fan base, Ram Nation, to see the men's 
and women's 2023-24 basketball team. I'm really looking forward to that, especially after sat down with Coach Ryan Odom today, who joined the show at 1230. If you're listening on the Odyssey app, it gives you the ability to rewind, pause the show, pick up right where you left off. We'll also post the podcast after the show, and we have three segments with Ryan Odom. It was really good stuff there, some insightful information about how the team has practiced throughout the offseason. They had a trip to Greece. He got into the details of why he chose uh, Shulga, Berstow, and Zeb Jackson to be captains of the team this year. But uh, wanted to mix it up a little bit here and tell you about a movie that I watched last night on Netflix on a little Netflix. Netflix. The best of streaming services, TV, movies, books, podcasts, and more. We've got you covered on Netflix. So we were talking about this yesterday. I find it really interesting how a lot of old TV shows, a.k.a. Suits, and a lot of old movies are kind of floating around the streaming services and getting popular once again. And this 2017 thriller has creeped its way into Netflix's top 10. I watched it last night on Netflix. It's called American Made. And Stubb, you were telling me you've seen this Tom Cruise movie. I adore this movie. It is fantastic. He plays Barry Seal in a... Based on a true story. What does that mean to you, Stubb? Based on a true story. Based on a true story mean is so dependent on the movie. Yeah. If we're talking about The Conjuring, it means... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't really happen. Sure. Yeah. yeah. If we're talking about this, it's probably like they took the outline of the story and had fun with it. Yeah. So Barry Seal was a TWA pilot who was then maybe recruited by the CIA. I mean, at the end of it, I didn't really know if it was the real CIA or an offshoot of the CIA, Uh, but they get him to start his own company, IAC, right? And he's traveling around as a pilot and he's helping out America in the... um, War in Nicaragua, right, for um, with the Battle of Communism in, what was this, like the late 70s, early 80s? Yeah, I, I saw this at release, okay. so it's been six years, mm-hmm. so I'm a little bit hazy, but I, I just remember him being a smart guy. Yeah, he and, was a smart guy, smart but he things. was the coolest pilot ever. And that's why this movie is so good, because Tom Cruise riding in an airplane or piloting an airplane is much-watched TV all the time. All the time. I mean... Top Gun, great. I I honestly thought that Top Gun Maverick was even better uh, than I've the original. I've heard that a lot. I, a lot of people agree with me there. I think this movie might have been better than Top Gun because there's so many different elements to this. You get Pablo freaking Escobar in the film, and he ends up working for Pablo Escobar, uh, like de- delivering cocaine. He ends up on cocaine himself and ends up in jail, and then the CIA takes him back, and he, he's helping them out deliver guns, and, and he starts bringing in these other pilots. It's just a nonstop thrill ride action movie, uh, and and it's unbelievable. Tom Cruise, he's so good in this movie. It's no Top Gun, can't be Top Gun for me, okay. but it is Tom Cruise at his best, and he often is. He's rarely not at his best. Yeah, and it, I was just blown away by this movie. I saw online got a seven point one on IMDb. I'm gonna give it the AWOD radio score here, a zero through five joggers, as I was the first millennial to wear joggers. I claim that. Uh, <laughs> Four and a half out of five joggers. I was thoroughly entertained. At no point in that movie did I ever have to pick up my phone. At one point, 
I was like holding it in, not wanting to use the restroom because I was so into this film. Uh, you know what I mean? It's it's four stubs from stub. Okay, four stubs from stub. We we really enjoyed that. It's available for anyone to check out uh, on Netflix today. What did you want to bring up on Netflix? All right, so a, a story came out recently about Daniel Kaluuya producing this new Barney movie. Yeah. Which, whatever. Remind and me who Daniel Kaluuya is. Daniel Kaluuya, get out. Oh, that's yeah, who he is. He's get out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I have a list. Mattel, after the success of Barbie, yeah. has announced all these movies that they are 100% making. So the, these movies have already gotten uh, greenlit. They've been greenlit. Wow. And I want your star ratings. And now the uh, the strike is over. So this is really yeah. going to happen. So huh? these these could be being written as we speak. All right. I'll Wanna give you my s- take. And I have not looked at this list. Yeah. It's going to be an honest AWOD take here. So we'll start off with Barney. All right. I, I was. right. I'll tell you this. I was a big fan of Barney. I owned a Barney. I would go around and I would tell young ladies, this is my purple Barney, not your Barney. It's my Barney. I'm all in on Barney. All in? Yeah. Three stars on Barney? Yes. All right. Next up, Uno. Uno, the game? Uno, the game. Oh, I love the game Uno. I, I'm fantastic <laughs> at the game Uno. Three stars. Three, Three stars, stars for, for an for Uno that. movie? Yes, all in. But you think the movie... <laughs> oh, my okay. gosh. All right, because here, the movie tag was decent. There was another yeah. movie like yeah, game you're right. shows. You're right. Games are good movies. Okay, Hot Wheels. In, but was never the biggest. I I was I would say I was probably one of the worst at driving Hot Wheels around my my carpet growing up. I was always breaking. That's those my things. three stars. Oh really? I I think it could be fun. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. In. I <laughs> love me some Thomas. What was this thing? He never gave up, right? Never gave never up. Gave up. He never gave up, and he's getting his movie. Yeah. Well, I think he. Believe me. I've watched a ton of his movies. He's had animated movies. I'm guessing this is going to be a real-life version, though. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I know. Probably. Yeah, can we get Will Ferrell to play the train? <laughs> <laughs> Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Eh, don't think it would be that good. Yeah. They, they did a movie like that with Hugh Jackman. Have you seen that? That was like a robot Yeah, uh, Real not, Steel. Yeah, not very good. I like that one. Okay. I thought it was all right. Last one, Wishbone the Detective Dog. No. No. <laughs> No, if there's if they're gonna remake any dog movie, I'm waiting for them to bring back the newest version of Air Bud. I rewatched Air Bud recently, still holds up. But then they made a new one like ten years ago, and the dogs talked. They dog ruined the talk. movie. Dog the dogs talk. cannot talk. Dog he can be good talk. at sports, but he can't talk. All right, he can bark, but he can't talk. Oh, before we go, I found yeah. one more Magic Eight Ball. Magic Eight Ball. Magic Eight Ball. Not the biggest fan. Not not no, a fan. No, no. I I always felt like the eight ball was always wrong. Don't listen to it for advice. Kids out there listening right now, don't listen to the Magic 8-Ball. It's Grant and Danny coming up next from Washington, D.C.